Started last year, Henny moved it at a rapid pace Bringing inspiration with new stories every seven days Know just who I'm talking about, the man who always finds a way Solo podcast, introducing now the second phase Women of empowerment, leaders like a government Do it while they wear a boss suit, horror flower print They're the epitome of hard work by the hour spent Role models, not only to girls, but to other men Loyal to the city, SD, Southern Cali Cat Talking about the ladies just like Linda will be Nelly Rad Trying to bring these ladies down, better where you rally had Broadcasting live from Sorrento where the valley at Officially in to those who feel divided You have a disagreement, we can take it up on sighted What's an overnight, every move is a stepping stone Badass females, time to listen to the episode uh. Great friends, so happy to have you yet again This week for a new installment of the Scott Kaplan Solo Podcast This week we go back to the ladies And this week another episode of Badass Bitches And again, controversial name perhaps uh, really interesting subject this week, and we'll get her opinion about it coming up in a couple of moments. Why I've invited this lady, her name is Jody Kodesh, onto the podcast is because she's such a fascinating story. I say it every single week in this podcast. These interviews find me. I don't find them. Allison, my longtime assistant, has um, said to me, you must interview Jody Kodesh. She was my favorite meteorologist in the morning on NBC7 in San Diego, and one day she was just gone. And this happened less than a year ago. And what's happened in her life after leaving the world of traditional television media and realizing that she doesn't have to be on TV any longer to still communicate to her audience, which she does daily on Facebook and has found a sponsor to literally replace her salary that she was making as a meteorologist at an NBC television affiliate here in San Diego. So an incredible story. What also happens is now that she has all this time in her life and she's no longer anchored every day to that television station with all this time she's now running her own startup business that you'll hear about and she has not told her audience about this yet so today you're getting to hear for the first time a person make a sort of an announcement about their business and about how being let go from their job has turned into this great blessing in less than a year so Jody Kodesh is our guest this week here on the Scott Kaplan Solo Podcast and our Badass Bitches series. I want to thank all of our sponsors who, and Jody and I talk about this, who have understood that while they've been accustomed to advertising on traditional media platforms like television or AM, transistor, uh, radio, that that everybody can be accustomed to just getting in their car or being in their home and turning on the TV or radio. But now there are so many other ways to take in media. And I feel like I've been given a push into the world of digital. And like Jody's going to say, she wish it would have happened to her five years earlier. I'm, I'm starting to feel a very similar path. So the sponsors who are part of this, I'm so appreciative to, you know, my friends, Corky's Pest Control here in San Diego and Southern California, and they've been with us for so long. And I encourage you that if you need pest control, which everybody does, I ask you to support our sponsors and call Corky at 1-800-901-1102. I also have to thank Bonnie Mantell 
from Primus Family Law Group, PrimusFamilyLawGroup.com. Bonnie's my divorce attorney. I can't even freaking believe it. My divorce attorney. I'm her client. Now she's my client because I'm able to tell everybody, hey, look, divorce sucks and it's hard, but you have to have the right attorney. Bonnie's my girl. And, um, and she's an incredible attorney. And I'm having to deal with Bonnie now in divorce, not just getting, but post-divorce life. So having the right attorney in a relationship is really important. Also, my friends from Hot Sauces and more, this is a one-store mom-and-pop operation in the Otay Ranch Town Center Mall. So again, if you're in San Diego, you know this. If you're outside of San Diego, don't sweat it. But you can order from these guys outside of San Diego, Hot Sauces, the letter N, more.com all the rubs and seasonings and hot sauces and things you would want for grilling season. And then I have my big green egg and um, these guys are putting on a really big event called egg fest. So, you know, if you go to their website, you can find out more about that. Um, hot sauces and My man, Brian Bushfield. Again, these are great supporters. And then lastly, I tell this story. I tell the story in the middle of all this that my man, Gary Cooper from mountain trust mortgage and realty services, a guy I didn't know much, anything about Instagram. And I'm trying to explain to Gary now how to use Instagram to list homes, to uh, put out information about loans, to engage an audience. And this guy's just been so busy for so many years working, again, as an independent lender um, and someone just trying to save people money and just being, you know, like the most normal, regular, good, honorable guy that he can be. He never thought about social media. So for all of these sponsors to come into the world of podcasting and into my Twitter feed and Facebook and Instagram and be part of our daily show now that we broadcast at Callaway Golf on YouTube and the TuneIn app, I mean, these are, these are amazing sponsors and we can't do it without them. So I encourage everybody to please make sure you support these sponsors. Okay, without further ado, my conversation with an incredible woman. Um, remember, I've told you before, these are the interviews I want my daughters to hear. These are the, the inspirational stories of professional women that I want my daughters to hear. So here is Jody Kodesh. Okay, Jody, we are rolling. Okay. That means I'm nervous. Don't say that. <laughs> is this really the first time you've ever guested on a podcast? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm excited though. I mean, Hey, it's a new era, so it, it better be happening. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, first of all, let me start with this. Um, the reason I started my podcast, yeah. and now I don't know. Allison, what episode is this? This is number 60. 60, 60 number nice. 60. I, st I started this because my friend, the late, great Dick Ember, uh -huh. at 81 years old, had a podcast. Yes. And this was November of 17, and I said, how could my 81-year-old friend have a podcast, mm -hmm. and I don't have a podcast? Right. And literally, January of 18, I started this podcast and have been trying to do do it almost weekly. Um, sometimes life gets in the way. That's right. Well, I'm gonna have to come to you for advice now and ask you how to start mine, maybe. <laughs> well, it'd be great yeah. because um, someone like yourself should probably have a podcast because yeah. you already have a following. Sure. So, so it would be interesting to see, you know, what a podcast could do. You know, the other thing I would just want to start with is, um, do you know the name of this podcast? The name of your podcast? I don't. Well, oh, <laughs> like as in the interviewing a female? Yes. Is it badass bitches? Yep. Oh, I knew it. <laughs> call it badass B for me though. Badass B? We're going to call it badass B. <laughs> I ask everybody before we get going yeah, what yeah. you think of the name. Right. And so give me some feedback. Okay. So personally, I have no problem with the name. I like it. Um, you know, having been doing weather in San Diego for so long, or not even just in San Diego, in Southern California in general, I have a lot of students that follow me, a lot of younger kids that follow me. And so I'm always really careful about what I may think as, as an adult and what I may put out for younger 
generation. So, um, you know, badass bitches, it doesn't bother me at all. Um, I totally get it. And I know a lot of them myself <laughs> that I'm very proud of. Um, but yeah, we'll be badass B right now. Badass yeah. B. Okay, I can go with badass B. That works for me, no problem. So it, you, you are very interesting to me, and this is why I wanted to talk to you, because um, I am trying to talk to people in the media industry, mm-hmm. especially right now, this is where my brain is, and I'm trying to understand where other people's thoughts are in media. Sure. Because I've just gone through something that most people would consider professionally traumatic. Yes. Oh, I get it. Yeah. And and I actually feel professionally energized. Mm-hmm. So when I look at someone like yourself, who was a locally famous meteorologist on an NBC television affiliate. Sure. And then, like many of us in media, when when it's time to be done, you're done and gone, and there's not much explanation. Yeah. Thankfully, through social media nowadays, you can you can definitely communicate to your audience what you want them to know. Yeah. Um, so you can't necessarily be silenced unless you let them silence you. Exactly. Okay. Um, but what you've been able to do, going from traditional television mm-hmm. to now moving to a more digital platform and already finding sponsorships to uh, perpetuate excellent content. This is where I wanted to talk to you today. I, I want to hear about what you're doing. Yeah, well, you know, it was it was pretty old school that somebody would just be let go or not renewed and then they would just fall off the planet, right? And just times have changed so much. And like you said, it energized you. There are still people that may lose a job a year from now, five years from now, and just completely fall apart and disappear. Or you can, you know, step up, step up your game, come into modern era and realize that you lose jobs. You don't lose people anymore. You don't. The people are still there. They're all over the Internet. They're following you. They have been following you. And that's just kind of where I've taken it. Just move on. And the sponsorship has been amazing. That's been incredible because that is the new era. That's kind of where we are now. And I think that, like I said, you know, you can lose a job at a, at a network and then turn around the next day and be completely lifted up by so many thousands of people that are still there and didn't go anywhere and still want the forecast. And that's what I ran into. And then the sponsorship, they're going, hey, we want to, we, we see the value in what you deliver. And that's what's different than before is you don't have to go anywhere if you don't want to. And you're learning that as well. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. So when I see you on Facebook sure. and I see you putting out weather forecasts, mm-hmm. you're doing... Probably, I, I would think, even better, more thorough work now yes. than you were when you were probably restricted Absolutely. by time and yep. maybe resources at mm-hmm. a television station. Yeah. Um, and I also noticed that you have a title sponsor, San Diego County Credit Union, which yes. is good for them because you guesting on something like this gives them even more publicity. Right. You're Why adding not? more value to them. Yeah. Were they a sponsor when you were on Channel 7 NBC in San Diego and you had a relationship and you invited them to come with you? Explain how you went from meteorologist Mm -hmm. and television personality to salesperson and closing deals. I want to hear about that. All right. Well, first of all, I've always been an entrepreneur, a salesperson my whole life. And my backstory and everything I've gone through has, um, you know, that's the type of person I am. I don't give up easily. Um, When I was at... NBC, yes, they were a sponsor, um, like they are of many stations and many weather personalities. So they they know where it's at. They know where to sponsor. Weather is um, just 
by far the number one reason people watch local news, and that's in every research that's ever been done. So I think they've, they've been very smart about where they've allocated their funds and where they've sponsored. Um, I know that they were um, a fan of mine. They enjoyed my weather forecast and my style because my style is a little different. Um, it's very people-driven. And um, so when the situation with NBC came to an end, it took a while. I had a few things going on, but... I had uh, potential sponsors reaching out. I had a lot of people writing me that are in the industry saying, you should get a sponsor. And I already had that floating in my head because, you know, I just thought there's there's a lot here. I have a lot to offer. I didn't go anywhere. And so when the, the possibility came up with them, I did my pitch. I did what I thought needed to be done. I started taking a look at my own stats and what I've done here, realizing that, you know, hey, I have more Twitter followers or more Facebook followers or more YouTube followers than any other meteorologist here. And I hadn't real, realized that till I started really sitting back and looking at my own little potential resume. And so when I put that out there, they, they stepped up. They contacted me, they said, let's talk. We went back and forth and it was amazing. So when that deal closed, it was like on a Friday, I get a phone call. I cried like a baby because I was like, this is such a new era. It's, it's exactly what I thought it would be. Interesting. Um, I'm curious. So you know, do you only have one sponsor? Yes. Okay. And, and are they paying you? I'm not going to ask you exactly the numbers. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you don't want to share that. And I'm yeah, sure I they can't. would prefer that they, that right. you not, but, but I mean, you were being paid by channel seven. Mm -hmm. People think, okay, here's a television personality in a major market like San Diego on yes. an NBC affiliate. She's got to be making good money. Yes. Now you're on Facebook mm -hmm. and you have this audience and clearly San Diego County credit union is banking. No yep. pun intended. Yeah, I love on, it. On, on, <laughs> they're banking on your audience. Audience, right? right following you and therefore getting their exposure that they're paying for yes but how can you talk about monetizing the paycheck over here mm -hmm. from NBC 7 versus now being your own independent media company sure um, I did a lot of research into you know what does a single follower count as in the industry you know and it's so it's so vague you know you can find everything around the internet whether or not people pay or sponsors pay based on how many followers you have or whether they're loyal or not and i had to put a real value i had to step back and say okay jody be your own judge okay what are you worth jody mm -hmm. and i knew my whole past i knew my experience i knew my confidence i knew my connection and i knew that my followers were very loyal because i have built them up one by one okay so I, i'm san diego county credit yes, you come walking right. into me and you're going to try and assess value. Sure. Tell me what you're selling. Facebook, Twitter, just right. ex YouTube. Explain to me what you're selling. Okay. So when I started here, it was about, what, 11 years ago. Um, nobody knew me. And one by one, I started talking to people online. I am very much a social media freak. I love mm -hmm. it. I was like, when I was in seventh grade, I was on, you know, first one to put that AOL CD in my computer without <laughs> my parents knowing and start talking to total strangers across the world. I've always been fascinated by it, but I like to interact, right? Mm -hmm. So when you go to somebody like SDCCU, it's your job to, to let them know exactly what sort of investment they'd be making. And while you can find someone with a million followers all over the world, I had, let's say, about 50,000 combined, but they're like all in San Diego. Mm -hmm. So there's a big difference between being like an influencer, somebody that would get paid to hawk a product, mm -hmm. and somebody that's actually offering an all re a service. So I had a service that people were coming to on the daily, so you could see the interaction. I didn't have to sell them as much on it. I could say, take a look at these posts, take a look at this. How, how savvy mm -hmm. were the people that you were selling to 
mm-hmm. in terms of their understanding that, wait a second, turning on the TV is easy, mm-hmm. going to Facebook to find this content maybe isn't as easy, or mm-hmm. were these very savvy people who understood that getting it when you want it, where you want it, mm-hmm. is is perhaps more valuable than the traditional television or radio. Right. They were very savvy, and that's why I think this deal went forward. Um, They knew because they had been following my product as well. So many of them had been following my forecast, and that's kind of how I said, you know, a lot of San Diegans use it on the daily. And they knew that they would wake up and they would see it on Instagram because they're in their bed opening their Facebook, their Instagram, and one of the first things to pop up, since they were loyal followers of mine, the algorithm would kick my forecast out to them first. So if the first thing they're seeing is my forecast and they're getting it from me and they're feeling maybe we don't even need to turn on the news because maybe there's somebody who were just needing to see the forecast, they saw that value and that's where I think I won them over. The people in the room, mm-hmm. when you're doing this sales presentation, mm-hmm. not to air everybody out, mm-hmm. but what's the average age of the person representing San Diego County Credit Union in that room? I couldn't even tell you because I wasn't in a room. This is the modern era. Most things take place in conference calls and emails now. And You I never think that, met face-to-face? Nope. Didn't have to. Wow. Not that I haven't met face-to-face now, but I'm saying at the time, nope, didn't need to meet face-to-face. Were these, were these people that, are, that, that you were working with? Were they, no. were they 50 plus? Uh, no. Were they 40 plus? Yes. Okay. Yep. I'm just asking. Right. Because, yeah, that's you good know, questions. Do, do, you, do you know that I, I recently, you wouldn't know this, but I'm going to tell you. Recently, um, I went to one of my longtime radio clients mm-hmm. and was trying to do exactly what you and I are talking about. I was mm-hmm. selling him mm-hmm. on a monthly package to come sponsor our YouTube and TuneIn and all the different platforms that we're using now. And... This gentleman is in the real estate industry. His name's Gary Cooper, Mountain Trust Mortgage and Real Estate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this guy has been a sponsor of mine for 15 years. And we said, look, we're going to help you build your Instagram. We're going to help you build your Twitter following. These are places where you should be communicating to an audience. And he said, I don't have Instagram. Mm-hmm. I don't have Twitter. Right. We literally had to put Twitter and Instagram on his phone and explain this to him. And, and daily now... I'm trying to help him build a following and I'm showing him other people in his industry and how they're using this. So the reason I ask about the age of the people that you were selling is because the people that I find myself selling to who are traditional radio advertiser types, Mm -hmm. they're people who've been concentrating on their business. They're probably middle-aged type folks and they, some of them do not have any social media exposure. I know. Forget the word savvy. Right. Exposure, Jody. It's horrible. I mean, yeah, you see that there's such a wide range in this industry right now between people that understand how important the other side is, how important the Internet and social media is and people that are just clueless about it or they haven't, you know, maybe by age. You know, my parents don't really they don't do social media. You know, they follow me, just one person. But it is difficult because. I think people searching out sponsorship, you know, they're going to run into that because most, you know, bosses these days might be a little older, decision makers might be a little older, and then they're not able to, you know, quantify what they might be getting out of it if they make that investment. I was really fortunate with SDCCU because they saw that. Um, But I think to to that end, I didn't just, you know, go to them with, um, look at my followers. You know, I don't consider myself an influencer. I hate that word because it seems like I'm trying to influence people to do something. Mine is a service. I sit there and do the forecast on my own. I'm a meteorologist. I put it out. But what I do is I speak to a ton of schools and I've done that 
constantly. And yes, that was part of my job at NBC, but it wasn't something that I had to do as much as I did. So for free, I would go and speak to schools, which I still do. And I've been asked recently, actually, to um, make a series of videos. I was commissioned by the San Diego Unified School District to make a series of videos where the kindergartners would um, learn meteorology from a local meteorologist. And it was incredible to be sought out for that after everything. But see, things like that, an older sponsor may understand the value in what you're providing to your community. And that's not necessarily a social media outlet. That is a local outlet, a way to gain exposure. Well, wow. um, that's it's really it's really really interesting to hear you talk because you know I said it when we got knocked off the radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, desperation yep. has led to innovation. Yep. I don't know how I came up with that phrase. Maybe I stole it. I, I don't love know, it. No, it's just, so true. It's so true. It's true because you you're in traditional media and then all of a sudden one day you're kicked out. Yeah. And in in your case, I mean, my case is recent, and my listeners all know the story. Ten ninety, you know, my side of the building. Mm-hmm. The, the place where we were creating content, we were number one across the board. We were crushing. There you go. The business side on the other side was failing miserably and and hiding and uh-huh. squirming. And and so consequently, we got knocked off the air. In your case, though, I'd be curious to hear, you know, you're a, like I said, you know, 10 years plus in, in the community. Mm-hmm. You, um, you mentioned you got here. You were an unknown. You built a following. Yeah. All of a sudden, one day you're on NBC and mm-hmm. everybody's seeing you and you're doing the weather <laughs> and your friendly face and smiles on television. Yeah. And then the next day you're just gone. Right. What happened? It doesn't make me any different than what's happened to a lot of people in this industry over the last couple of years. Um, and I'm not even speaking of NBC. Let me just be clear of that. I'm just speaking of the industry in general. Um, local broadcast media has taken a big hit be- for the reasons we're talking about. A lot of people now wake up, they get their news from their phone, they get their news from Twitter, they get their news on Instagram. And because of that, it's been harder and harder for local news outlets to retain viewership and so and this is nothing new it's been happening over the past i'd say 10 years but most news outlets will say five so let's say over the last five years viewership has declined people are cutting cords they're getting um you know their their cable cut off they're doing all of that which has just resulted in lower viewership when viewership gets lower it gets a little tighter it gets a little bit more stressful and i know that i belong to so many groups of let's say broadcasters across the u.s and i've found that my story is not that rare and so because of that and i am a business person i can't say i didn't see it coming um did i think it would be me no not at all but i'm not the boss i don't make the decisions but i roll with them so that's why you know hey i i actually feel like it did me a service in the end and I, you probably totally get this but yeah I've never been so energized and right. I think that feeling comes from just being your own boss and if you are really that personality which I can tell you 110% I am like 110% entrepreneur it's it's almost stifling to have a boss and I feel like I was in my dream job or what I thought was my dream job for so long that I just felt like this is it you know what I'm gonna do forever and then when it when it ends you either sit back and cry, which I did for a couple of days, or you go, all right, 
that was meant to be. What am I going to do now? And so I'm, I'm really happy with how everything's turned out. I mean, what, what, yeah. what did they tell you? I'm just curious. I mean, I'm, you well, know, I, in our situation, it was, Hey yeah. everybody, we're shutting down the radio sure. station. We've, we've been losing money for a really yeah. long time. We're shutting down, get your shit and get out. Can you believe that? Yeah. Oh, I mean, crazy. What, what did, what did Ugh. they, what, they bring you into an office one day and say, Hey, you're doing a really awesome job, but you're fired. How does that happen? What well, am- it was, it was almost exactly like that. And I can't go into too much detail, but it was, and, and when you say you was, can't go into too much detail, I'm mm-hmm. just curious, how long ago was this that you were let go by NBC? Uh, 10 months. I think it was last July. I was just on the way over here in the car counting. How long has it been? <laughs> <laughs> okay, and so you've but, been yeah. you've been off television yes. for about ten months now. Yes, and and do you have some sort of documentation or something that you've signed that says, "Hey, I can't really talk about this kind yes. of stuff." Yes, as always, you know, in with bigger co- companies, you know, this is an NBC owned and operated station. Um, you you definitely coming in. You know what you're into. You're getting into. You know what you're signing. And so, and nonetheless, even if I could say everything, I would never say anything bad about NBC because I did get you know a ton of opportunity. Um, do I agree with the way it ended? Oh heck no. I mean, I think. Did you have what, time remaining on your contract? Uh, just a little. Oh, so very they were. Little. So you were getting to the end of the contract. Yes. Oh yes. Yes. And this yes. was a way was, of saying it was, it was. It was what gives them the ability to say, "Hey, you've been a great, valuable member of the team. No, we love you. You've been fabulous. We're going to go in a different direction." And if you're not under, even a chance at an offer, not even nothing, like nothing. No, no, it was a decision that they made, and I had no choice. I didn't. Looking back. I don't even mind that they did that. You know, I don't even mind that it ended like that. That they just fired you one day. Uh, I, I was upset at the time. Um, and I won't call it fired because, okay. you know, they decided not to renew my contract. Okay, fair enough. Um, that's really, you know, what it, what it is. I won't say that. I think the the biggest hurt that I had throughout the entire thing is that when, and you'll get this when you don't get to say anything to the viewers that you've been interacting with forever. To that I have a whole different perspective today than I did 10 months ago. Um, 10 months ago, I felt like it was a boyfriend of 10 years that had ghosted me. It was like, whoa, what happened? Mm -hmm. You know, I wasn't able to say goodbye. I, I had a lot of like unanswered questions, no feeling of closure. Now looking back, I'm like, I wish you would have done it five years earlier. Um, I'm now where I really want to be. And had I said goodbye, like had I been on camera, if you just play it out with me, you're sitting there, you say goodbye, it's it's something that's, let's say, pre-approved, or you write and you put it out there very nice, I'm moving on to spend time with my family, or whatever you say, blah, blah, blah. I would have had a lot of followers who were like, oh, okay, well, she's moving on to do the, okay, goodbye, and they would have just, I would have been gone. Because I didn't get to say goodbye, I had not hundreds, but thousands of people typing into Google, where's Jody Kodish? And I got so many people writing me saying, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I found you here. Like they might not have been following me on social before. They were just watching TV. So what I started noticing is my social media following was growing by like thousands. And it actually helped me because I didn't say goodbye. Like I just started. And I'm really glad I didn't say goodbye. Mm -hmm. Because why say goodbye? So it's so interesting we're having this conversation yeah. now because um, I was talking to a colleague of mine yesterday mm-hmm. who was the gentleman who did the midday show before our afternoon show. Uh-huh. And he was saying, you know, I don't have children. I have a wife who makes a nice living and I have saved a lot of money. So I'm not in any rush to get back to work. And um, I don't have anything brewing to get back on the radio. He even said, and he was sort of joking, but he maybe wasn't. He said, hey, who knows? In a few months, maybe I'll be bartending. 
because mm-hmm. that's something that he did as a yes. kid and he knows he can make money doing it um, and he can have fun doing it and he's got enough money saved and he actually likes being in the liquor and wine and alcohol mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to, you know, misquote who he is. I mean, but yeah. what I'm saying is, is that um, he, I thought to myself as he was saying this to me, you're allowing someone else to make decisions for you. Yes. You know, you're, what you're saying is, um, and don't get me wrong. He, I think he would say, no, I'm making my own decision. I'm yeah. choosing not yeah. to go search out a job. And that's true. But for me, I never thought to myself, well, I'm now unemployed and I guess I'll just start sending out resumes yeah. to people and gee, I'll look for a job again. And Hey, if I have to take a big pay reduction and move to another place, I mm-hmm. mean, anything for the gig, I don't feel that way at all. I feel like we jumped right onto the air. That's right. We were not going to be shut du- shut down. Mm-hmm. Um, we weren't going to let somebody else decide for us that we were done. And um, like you, we had sponsors who had been with us for so long and had been so successful that they were willing to take a chance in a world that perhaps they really didn't even understand. And frankly, yeah. maybe we didn't either. Right. You learn so much as you go. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if it starts out that you don't know I mean there there was a lot of don't know when I came out of this but I feel like I'm landing on my feet I feel like I'm happier now than I've ever been in my life I think which is so unique I didn't expect that I didn't expect 10 months ago I'd be saying that today but most certainly am that's that's really interesting yeah how about the money side though Mm -hmm. like this is you know people ask me this all the time like how are you going to make enough money to pay yourself yep and pay some people that work for you Mm -hmm how are you going to possibly make enough money selling sponsorships? And I have a number in my head. I, yeah. I feel like if I could get like 10 sponsors, mm-hmm. I know that may sound like a lot because I know you've only got one right now, right. but I'm sure you're probably thinking about others. Uh-uh. No? Nope. You're, are you saying you're making enough money with just one sponsor to replace your entire television salary? Yes. Huh. I'm saying that I didn't sell myself short when I decided what I was going to do. Um, I was also talking about how I speak at the schools. I had ideas. I had things that I'd want to do for years. I had, I wanted to make a video series. I wanted to do this. I wanted to do that. I wanted to build my YouTube, things that I couldn't do. And so when I came out of this and I put together my presentation, it was fire. It was everything. It was like, huh, I never thought of that. Oh, this could be. And I've had the connections. I have people that I have connections in the school district or in other areas. And so I kind of brought it all together in a beautiful package. And I feel like that was just years and years of being here that gave me the ability to do that. And I didn't sell it short. You know, um, you cannot sell yourself short when you're your own boss. You can't because that's all you have is you. And so rather than go in and be scared in the beginning and say, you know, this is what I want and like put some really low price tag on it. Um, I was honest with myself. I was like, I'm going to be doing more for them than I did for NBC. So why would I sell myself short? Um, and I, I think they saw that value and they're getting it and they're going to be getting more. And so the projects we're working on, I feel like it's totally fitting what I'm getting paid. Wow. That mm-hmm. is really exciting. Mm-hmm. That is really exciting. And I, it's funny because we have sponsors who've been with us for a long time and mm-hmm. many of them are, I don't want to call them small companies, but they're, um, they're not big banks, Mm -hmm. you know? And, um, we were just talking about this, how, you know, we're doing great. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. we're, 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 we're immediately being um, supported yeah. by our sponsors. But, you know, it, it does require a bigger name, um, someone who really, really gets and understands the value yeah. that you're adding. Um, and, and somebody who, again, is savvy enough to understand that AM radio, okay, or traditional cable television are not really where it's at today. Mm-hmm. It's so much more on YouTube and get it when you want it mm-hmm. or Facebook, same yeah. deal. You know, um, it, it's not about the live anymore because nobody's got time to sit around at home and wait for the six o'clock news at yes. night or the 6 yes. a.m. news in the morning. It's just background exactly. if it's even on anymore. Right. You know? Right. So really interesting the way you've gone from what sounded like a traumatic fire right. Traumatic non contract <laughs> non contract re- renewal renewal yeah I mean what I mean was was there because I swear to you I'm telling yeah. you I did not I never had a minute from the time they took us off the, the air to the time they actually cut us completely mm-hmm. off I've never had one minute to curl up in a ball and cry and feel sorry for myself and I know yeah. that that um, most people probably do that and I probably should do I just haven't I had curled, the time. I curled up for about yeah. for four days yeah. I mean and I am totally fine with saying that um and it wasn't because I didn't know what I was going to do with myself well part of me was going whoa how am I going to pay bills like how am I going to you know that always sinks in um but I would want to say that the only reason I was able to kind of latch on to okay we're moving forward I'm not going to stop was because my husband mm-hmm. my husband is just a phenomenal business person in general. His outlook is great. And we've been together since we were 18. So we're very much a team, not just married, but like a business team. And um, I remember it was funny because the morning that this all ended, this is funny. The morning, the they, morning they, that... Tell me what happened. You, okay, you, so, you go to so work in the morning. What I time went to you morning, uh, I went to work in the morning at... Uh, it was about 3 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's the thing. So one of our cars, uh, we have an Escalade that's really old, and it was in the shop. And so when that would happen, my husband was in sales. He works at ABC. Um, he, they said, um, I would tell him, you know, I'm going to take the car tomorrow or or are you going to Uber it? Am I going to Uber it? You know, because we had the car in the shop and he had an important sales meeting. So he was like, I got to take the car. And I said, I'll Uber it because I was used to that. And um, so I had Ubered in that morning and I was did the show and everything was great. I was actually in a really good mood and the show ended. And then that's what went down, what we just discussed. I was just basically told like this is, you know, the last show. Um, call somebody president of the company or, you know, I can't really go into it. So yeah, I don't even need to just, you know, you can imagine, you can use your imagination. I just was, you know, people in charge and, um, and it was very, you know, quick because it was clear that there was just not a, you know, that's just the way it was going to go. And, um, was it professionally ended? In other words, whatever was remaining on your contract, did they pay it off? And just, yeah, it was professionally ended. Absolutely. So it I was didn't have that experience recently. Yeah. See, I heard, I, yeah, I, I know that. And that's because ridiculous. you see when you work for a big company, yeah. you handle yourself like a professional right? and you buy out contracts and that's mm-hmm. what you do when you're not really in the broadcast industry yeah. and you just say, Hey, we're just, we're just shutting down. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I suppose people would look at it and say at least they were humane and they offered you a couple of dollars, but in comparison to what they owed me, I got 10%. Now, it's a decent little chunk of money. I say little. For most people, it's a lot, and 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 it, it is a lot of money. I mean, I mm-hmm. put it in my bank account. I went, wow, that's a lot of money in there, um, but I also realized that that money's not going to last very long. Right. That's you know, the so scary they, they, part. They didn't treat it with the professionalism 
that a major company like an NBC mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. would treat with. And I know, and it and it sounds unprofessional because like there's a month left on your contract or mm-hmm. six months right. left. Either way, whatever it is, pay it and and be professional. And that, right. I didn't experience that unfortunately. That is that's really horrible. Yeah, I'm sorry you went through that because it's whatever that just, it just adds insult to injury. I know, and it but, just, yeah, but, but it I get just, it. But it but it fuels the fire too. Yeah, yeah you know it did. It, it does. It absolutely does. I could see that. But yeah, there's just a level of professional respect you kind of want after all of the time you've put into a project, right? Mm-hmm. And um, yes, they did. They absolutely did it professionally, and so that's why I said, and I did this in my Facebook post. I wouldn't say anything bad about them. You know, I had a lot of years there. Um, but you asked how the how the morning went when it was done, and it was really quick. Um, clearly, I wasn't going to stick around. I was very upset, um, just crying. You know, that's it, normal. And um, got my stuff and went out to walk to my car and realized, oh my gosh, I Ubered in this morning. Oh my gosh. And I thought, oh my gosh, here I am standing in the lobby. I'm done. I have my stuff and I got to call my husband. And I sat down and I called my husband and he answered the phone and I, you know, was like, Mark, I, I didn't get my contract renewed and like I Ubered in, you got to come get me. And he's like, what, what? And he had a long pause and he's like, okay, I'll be right there. And I knew that he wasn't far, you know, he was just coming to get me. And, um, I sat there in the lobby and it was just the most weird feeling ever because I was like in, uh, I was actually like kind of in shock. Like I think I was just blanked out. And then he pulls up and I walk out, get in the car and he looks at me and he puts this big smile on and he goes, so does this mean I got my wife back? <laughs> and I looked at him and I was like, shut up. <laughs> he goes, this mean I got my wife back? And he goes, oh, stop it, Jody, stop it. Don't cry. And, I, and then he goes, don't worry. And he goes, to be honest with you, and this is going to take it in a totally different direction. He goes, um, he said, don't cry. He said, you're a, I'm not even, I can't say it, but he goes, you're an effing CEO now, so stop. And it's because I had had this business idea that he had been working on for a while and it was coming to fruition. And when I got let go, he was like, this is what's meant to happen. This is your company. Go do it. So we flipped shoes there. And that was when I took over a whole different company. So we launched into creating a business the last two, uh, 10 months in addition to me doing my weather. So tell me more about this because mm-hmm. this is now super interesting. Totally to me. different. Yeah, yeah because, totally different. Because now that you're freed up, mm-hmm. see, to me, and this is this is where I was having kind of a struggle in my yeah. life. I admit it, and I'm I'm embarrassed to admit it, but I do. I was a slave to a paycheck. Yep. For many years. Right. I signed a contract. I'm a man of my word. Mm-hmm. But the pay was good. Yep. It was healthy, generous, et cetera. And I was making good money and just couldn't give it up. Mm-hmm. Should have five years ago, to right. your point. Should well, have, I'm there with you. We yeah. were living the same thing, I'm right. sure then. And and now, freed up, um, I feel like I'm going to be able to accomplish more. Yes. So now I'm curious. So you get, you, you don't have your contract renewed. All right. Your husband says, now you're the CEO. Mm-hmm. 10 months later, you're the CEO of what? All what right. is it that so, you guys did? So in order for me to tell you what I did, I got to back up to when I was working at NBC, okay? Mm-hmm. Because it won't make sense if I just tell you what it is. Um, so I, I was working at NBC, and let's say my son was nine. He's 12 now, three years ago. Um, I w- my husband was at CW working in sales. And at the time, they 
let everybody go because they closed down. I if remember. You recall, right? I remember. So he was just going to be at home. He is by trade, not a salesperson for a television network. He's an entrepreneur. He's been his whole life. He's been very successful. But when he moved here and I got into TV, he was kind of like following my dreams. And then he just took a job doing that. And he's been very good at it. But what happened was I was working at NBC and he was going to be at home. And I had had a business idea and he decided he was going to stay home and he was going to take over that business idea. Because when you work for NBC and you work for a major corporation, you can't open another, I can't, I can't launch a company. You know, I'm working under contract. So by the way, that sounds horrible. Well, that's the truth. I mean, that's, you know, they, you're not going to have conflict of interest or go out and start, you know, promoting a company of yours while you're working for NBC. And I totally understand that and agree with it. So at the time I did, I didn't need to, because my husband was the one that was at home doing the business. Here's the idea I had. I was picking my son up at nine years old from soccer practice and I was making sure he was strapped in. Right. And he was nine and I did this thing that parents do where I leaned into the car and I caught like a whiff of like B.O. on my son. <laughs> it's gonna, I told you it's going to take you in a whole different direction. And I went, oh my gosh, like that can't be. He's only nine. Like what? So I get home. I tell my husband, I'm like, you have to give him like the talk and make sure he's like wearing deodorant now, you know, like an adult would do. And um, so my husband did that. And my kid was like, horrified what is this that I have to do um we're big on hygiene in my family so <laughs> about two months two two weeks later he had like a a real uh, uh just a real follow-up um doctor's appointment just a regular checkup and I tell the doctor without him seeing I'm like so he's nine and he like totally got body odor and the doctor goes oh yeah like of course you know I'm seeing kids in your seven eight it's happening earlier now and I said, okay, so that's normal? And he goes, yeah, so what are you doing about that? And I said, well, he's wearing deodorant. And he said, like adult deodorant? And I said, yeah, yeah, but it's just a deodorant. It's not like antiperspirant, you know? And he goes, oh no, you can't do that. You can't put that on him because kids, their underarms, their skin is way more sensitive, but the pores are bigger and that's where their glands are. So it allows more in than an adult. And I was like, oh, really? Like, I never heard that before, you Me know? Me neither. Right, has anybody? No. And so, I go, I said, well, what do I do then? Like kids deodorant or whatever, you know? And, and he was like, I don't know. There's probably some all natural alternatives out there. Cool. I go home. I go online to find where's the kid deodorant, right? Nothing. There's no kid deodorant. No. Well, I found, I found one out of the UK. Mm -hmm. All right. And then I was like, okay, that, that didn't look like something I wanted to buy. Then there was some all natural deodorants that people were saying like these will work for kids so i ordered and i won't say what type but i ordered like two different all natural deodorants thinking that's the answer and they made him smell worse than he did <laughs> when he didn't have it you know <laughs> so i was like wait a minute how can this be so i found so many blogs and mom bloggers and everybody talking and complaining about how there was no deodorant, deodorant right wow. A lot of boy moms, though, uh -huh. that were saying there were a few products for girls out there, but nothing in the aisle. You think about it. They are the stinkiest group on the planet, <laughs> like 8 to 15. Every teacher of like 4th, 5th, 6th graders will tell you yeah. that they reek. But The teachers will tell the parents and the children at the beginning of school, make sure mm -hmm. you are properly hygienic. Right. Because I don't want to have body odor all over me and as they your have teacher. A ton. Yeah, kids it's come true. back from recess. My mom's a PE teacher. She's like, oh, girl, it's bad. So, <laughs> so, so I'm 
I'm going, uh, you look down the deodorant aisle, there's the men's, like Old Spice and, you know, right. Axe. And then you've got women's and then you have like two girl products on the bottom, like, you know, Teen Spirit, Baby Soft. And the boys, none. So I, I told you, I just, I'm a business person. And so I had told my husband, like, we're going to figure this out. And I was... I'm a scientist. I start tooling around with ingredients. I start reading everything. I fell in love with the research of it. And lo and behold, it was um, a little while after that, we actually hired a team of chemists and took it really seriously and spent about three years coming up with a beautiful product that is like 99% natural, 1% fragrance that works amazingly. My whole family wears it. It's What's it called? Really there. Level up. And Level so up. And I'll tell you why. Yeah. Yeah. Well, first of all, yeah. I have a question. So so you guys started this three years ago. We okay. started looking into it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And from start to finish, from then to mm-hmm. now, how much money would you say you have invested in oh. this don't not time. I'm yeah, talking money. about I'm talking about hard cash. How much money have you and your husband put out of your own money to get the product to where it is today? Okay, so right now at this point, I would say tens of thousands, but we are about to move into the manufacturing phase that is way more as well. So what's about to happen over the next three months is that we're going to have tens of thousands of deodorants rolled out from a manufacturer to distributor, and that is a lot more. So it's been a huge investment. I couldn't even quantify exactly in the end how much it's going to come out to but it's something we've just been rolling with how about shelf space how are you now going to get this into retail locations or okay. amazon or wherever So it's going to be sold in a couple places it's going to be sold in amazon so it'll be on amazon it will also be on our own website um and, and right now i don't want to get in the specifics because mm-hmm. we haven't launched it yet and it. so there's still a lot of like proprietary stuff uh-huh. right now happening but um it's going to be on our own website we have a manufacturer and distributor it's been an incredible process um one that i had to learn a lot about but um I just decided that we were going to go with being a boys hygiene line. So it was going to be boys deodorants. We're now working on um, the bath and body wash and face wipes and things for that age that they really need that are just not out there. The biggest kicker is I wanted it to be something that was marketed to boys as well because I have a 12-year-old son that if something looks cool, may use it that's why my son uses like a brand like axe See? for example right, right. i mean it's i don't know if the products are the same as in dove or oil of olay i mean it right, could be the right. same shit right, I right. Mean, they're, they're all the same there's a lot of the same ingredients in all right. of them and so it took a lot for me because i had to really research and this is where the chemists came in because they knew a heck of a lot more than me to say i'm just a meteorologist is, by this the is way. what we want to try yeah <laughs> and i mean i've taken a lot of chemistry and i really liked it and i'm a researcher so i yeah. spent just forever researching yeah. I love it. That's Yeah, cool. there's a lot for girls. Okay, yeah. yes, there's a lot for girls, yeah. but the boys were left out. So I have a lot of people say, why are you doing a deodorant for boys? Why not girls? I'm like, because boys is what I know, and that's where the need is. And I, I, it, it's, you know, I didn't want it to be, I don't think you should go from being a baby to being adult chemicals. I, I didn't necessarily want something all natural. I just wanted something that was safer than the alternatives. So I wanted the best of natural ingredients coupled with a few scientifically effective ingredients that were going to make it work. So I figured, you know, you can put something all natural on your kid, but if it doesn't work, they're not going to, it's not going to matter. So did your husband mm-hmm. ever go back to work? Yes. So wait, so, 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 so I want to get this straight. Yeah. So, so you, um, are not renewed. Exactly. You're going to be the CEO of this company, but prior to that, prior to that, exactly, he was going to be the stay-at-home dad. Yes, that was running that. So he was at home and he was working uh, with these chemists and he was doing all of the emails and handling handling it all. And then he got a call because 
you know, he had just finished at CW. They had closed down. He, he got a call from ABC. And he had done really well while he was at CW. And they knew the kind of worker he was. And it's because I, I said he's a really, really good employee, but a really good boss as well. And so they recognized he had good work ethic. He does well in his job. And so they made him an offer. And it was one of those things where I was like, look, babe. And, and they knew that he was working on it. Um, why turn down money? Go work, you know, because it would help us in that in that situation, you know, and, and it was something that he was able to do. And in the beginning phases of that company of Level Up, we were not having to spend all day on it. So it ended up working that he did go back there. He loves his job. He works at ABC now. He's doing great. And I've been handling, we flip-flop now, um, Level Up. So it's now, you know, I'm writing people, you know, CEO of Level Up Skincare, and we're working on all of these things, and it's just, like, taking me in such a different direction. But I'm able to do both things now. I'm at home. I'm my own boss. I'm handling my weather. I have my following and my interaction and that I enjoy and I love, and that's my passion. And then I have this business that I'm building beautifully that hopefully, you know, my children will be able to enjoy one day, and we're really just going at it wholeheartedly wow yeah damn girl crazy right yeah i didn't think anybody would see that coming you know know. this is the first time i've told anybody because i've had so many people reach out to me and ask what i'm doing and i'm like i'll talk one day when i can i'll talk one day but now we're about three months we the website's almost done we had a huge photo shoot recently and it's like it's going how do you get um because people might hear this and go you know i have an idea Mm mm-hmm for a company too. Yeah. And I have no idea mm-hmm. how to get my product if I were to yeah. create it. How would I get it onto Amazon? In fact, um, yeah. I had a recent guest on the podcast um, and he's this kid's in my head. His name's Jeff Fenster. Mm-hmm. He's uh, the CEO of Everbowl. Have you heard about Everbowl restaurants? Oh, yes. Okay. Yes, I did. Guys, yeah. tw- in three years. Yeah, is there one in Little Italy, Italy, I think? Yeah, yeah. Three, three, three years, 20 restaurants. Wow. Okay, I mean, yeah, the guy is just, he's on fire, Incredible. right? And he came to visit us recently and he brought with him a bunch of coffee pods yes. that are super infused and vitamin infused, et cetera, et cetera, uh-huh. right? And he was telling me that they're available on Amazon. And I thought to myself, okay, here's a smart young guy who's created a really cool brand mm-hmm. and it's expanding. And now he's created a new product and it's expanding. How the heck did he just create the product? Creating the coffee doesn't seem that complicated. It's how do you get something from idea to product to Amazon? Can you explain yeah. that? Well, you know, it differs by what the what the the category of product is. But, in but your like case, let's say in my case, it's yeah. considered cosmetics and beauty actually. Okay. Um, there's so many different ways that people do it. In the beginning, when when my husband was doing it back in the day, it was like, okay, we want to do this deodorant. Um, and I had very remedial ingredients, you know, I was like trying to create my own and this is what I think Mm -hmm. works. And we couldn't afford for anybody in the U S to even try to put those together because these companies that do that, they're dealing with, you know, the axes and the old spices. They have no time for the small people trying to before the level ups. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, we would contact or he'd call them and say, hey, you know, I have this idea. Can you guys mix this? Can we see how? And they're just like, what? No. Bye. You know, so it was very difficult. Um, then what he ended up telling me one day is, oh, there's like a place in China that works with Disney and they are like real reputable in China, but they're willing to do samples and this and that because China, you definitely can go to and find a lot of that. And that's what a lot of beginners do. Unfortunately, you know, you go out of the U.S. because you can't afford to pay anyone in the U.S. And that's kind of how it started. And then... 
we so we saw samples we, we we actually received samples from china in the beginning and i was like this is cool it's my own deodorant and it was in a little white container and then that started the ball rolling but then i made the decision that i did not want this made in china this was my thing i wanted it made in the us and we had a really push but once we had the samples and once we had our, our more clear focus, um, my husband would call to different manufacturers and try to talk to them about it. It only takes one. It, it's almost like pure luck. And we got this meeting with um, a laboratory, and I'm not going to say their name, but it is um, an incredible like campus of a laboratory that does manufacturing and distributing and it's they do like huge names so we got this meeting only because the owner of the entire company had never heard an idea like ours so he said i'll sit down i'll give you an hour and so my husband met with them and basically he said i'm actually gonna go out on a limb and do this and to them they're like oh 25,000 deodorants that's nothing come to me when you have 500,000 or you know but he was going all right let's rock and, and basically said i'll do this if you promise your next shipment is through us as well and we're like let's do it so he's been great and they did have they been, help you get to amazon no. So with Amazon, the average person can get on Amazon. Because that's an amazing it story, takes, by the way. It just takes um, it just takes work. And and because we're not on Amazon yet, I'm not 100% done with the process yet either. But it's a matter of filling out a ton of paperwork. You have to take your final product and send it in. They have to approve it. Um, because there's people from all over that get on Amazon, even with little items. You figure it's growing and growing. They want people there. Um, they also make a profit off of everything that's sold. So what do, what do they care? They have major stipulations, though, in the shipping. And there's so many details in it and how your barcode is put on it. And so they have something that's based, I think it's called, I'm not even sure, I think it's called Amazon University where you have to take all these like online courses and videos and go through the whole process before you can even step up to the plate and so I had to do that and this has been in my time now that I have so that's what I mean it's been such a blessing I'm sitting at home I got my coffee finished my weather forecast and then sign on to my Amazon University and start taking my notes and making sure that everything lines up um, but it's doable it's just like with anything in life though if you're not willing to put in the work you'll go nowhere and it just has taken a lot of work how long does it take you to do your production work for your weather forecast? I'm uh -huh. trying to hear about your day now. Yeah, my day now. Um, so what's cool about my day now is I'm able to wake up. I wake up really early. My sons, they wake up really early at like my little one. He's six. He'll wake up at like 536. Um, wake up. I'm able to get them ready for school. I'm able to, you know, hook them up with breakfast, whatever. And then they take off. My husband takes them to school. I'm there. I make my coffee. I turn on my computer. I answer whatever emails I have. And then I try to wait. Um, and then I'm working on, let's say, some level up stuff. I try to wait till like the middle of the day to start working on my forecast for the following day because I want the latest computer models, the latest information. So I'll monitor it throughout the day to make sure I have my right forecast and maybe do a few other things like some weather explainers or some fun tidbits. I'll do research for it. And then as I get toward about, let's say two, three o'clock, I'll start working on my forecast, which from beginning to end takes about three hours of the graphics. Um, because you do this all on your own? I do it all on my own. So it's going to take you three hours. Uh -huh. Let me just understand this. Yeah. It's going to take you three hours in a mm -hmm. day mm -hmm. to put together the production that mm -hmm. people will see the next day yes. on Facebook, mm -hmm. on YouTube, uh -huh. where Instagram, else? Um, Twitter. Okay, yeah, so the usuals. Got it. Okay, so you're. It's going to take you three hours to yeah. produce this content. Yes. 
for the next day. Yes. Got it. Um, and sometimes longer because the graphics alone, um, they look simple. It looks so easy to do, but I make them all my uh, on my own. When I was at NBC, I built all my own graphics. So the maps you would see and all that, I built them on a special program. That special program is like thousands and thousands of dollars. I don't have that at home. So I build them all on my own. So when I'm altering my graphics, it's not as simple as typing in a couple numbers. I'm really having to sit there and build them again each day. And um, the research that I do, I'm just a researcher. I spend a lot of time learning about fun facts or what's the records that were broken today and little tidbits that I put into my weather that I think others don't that makes it stand out right and so I think that that's like I love like for example I like when you put things on your weather like hey you're gonna need sunglasses mm -hmm. or hey how about a light jacket today yeah. you know I mean, yeah. just, just things that are more human and yeah. less less weather meteorology yeah. kind of stuff and that's kind of what you talked about earlier which mm -hmm. was your ability to come to San Diego and make a connection with an audience. And yep. what's really fascinating is back to some of the things you talked about early on, which is when you got done on television, mm -hmm. the thought process would have been five or 10 years ago, I have no way to communicate with my yes, audience. Right? I, they yes. took me off the air. They, they devastated my career. <laughs> yeah. And guess what? Uh, my choice is either I'm going to go move somewhere else to be a weather person yeah. or I'm going to make my way because I happen to love where I live and I feel connected to this community mm -hmm. and I don't want to go be a weather person and start over in right. some other community. But the, the notion that they could silence you, they, they, yeah. nobody, you can't be anymore. Right. You have the power now mm -hmm. to say what you learned, which is the people who followed me they would leave NBC and come with me to Facebook. Mm -hmm. No different than if you're a wealth manager at one firm yes. and you move to another firm, yeah. a lot of your clients are going to want to move with you because they've grown to trust you. Mm -hmm. It's it's the same thing now, moving somebody from television to Facebook or YouTube, from traditional AM radio to YouTube and to mm -hmm. tune in. It, this can be done can without be done. without a yeah. television camera and a television right. station and without an AM radio transmitter or an FM yeah. transmitter. Well, I have a green this screen in done. my house. Yeah. I mean, come on. I have a 12-year-old who has a YouTube channel and he made me help him start a YouTube channel a couple years ago and I probably learned more helping him do a little YouTube channel that would help me in my career down the line than anything else. You know, you so. just say that and, and Allison's standing here. She'll appreciate this. You know, Allison, remember this. Two years ago, mm -hmm. my now 15-year-old daughter begged me to go to VidCon I, in Anaheim. In I Anaheim. went. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, and and uh. yeah, there's a, and, and she wanted to go to VidCon so bad. And Allison and I put in for media credentials. Yes. For VidCon. Because uh -huh. when you're in media, you'd rather go with credentials than pay uh, the big money. You. Yeah. Right. You know, <laughs> I get so, it. so we go to VidCon, she and I, and I'm learning about all these YouTubers who are vlogging all this crap. Mm -hmm. And I don't know who these guys are, but my daughter wants to meet them desperately. And to her, they're A-list celebrities, oh, right? Yeah, I mean, beyond. And I sat there for two days at this VidCon listening to these kids talk about what they were doing on YouTube. And ironically, two years later, okay, we're here we are. Here yeah. we are that YouTube is the primary platform for me to reach people. Yes. And I feel so stupid because here's the thing. This fascinates me. When you're a subscriber on YouTube to you or to me uh -huh. or to whomever, and we're putting out new content, whether it's a one minute weather cast or a, a 90 minute broadcast, whatever it is, the, the user, the subscriber gets that notification. Uh. It's in their face. Hey, 
Watch my content. Here it is. Yeah. YouTube is doing that for us for free. Yes. Where the hell was I for all these years? Right? Stuck on AM radio? Yeah. What, what, what was I thinking? Mm-hmm. And stuck is the word, and I feel like that. That's why when I said, oh, I wish it would happen five years ago, because um, I wasn't allowed to have a YouTube channel. And I knew the value of YouTube years ago because I had like, like I said, I, I signed up for AOL the minute it came out. I, I would go in secret chats on AOL and get people to where I would do my forecast to them. Like I was so young and just silly. And then went, you know, went to MySpace and started developing a plan on MySpace to have, and I was in the Coachella Valley at the time doing weather, to have different areas where there were no... Um, no weather instruments I would find people that lived in those areas and have them follow me on MySpace and use them to help me with the weather and I started creating even a following on MySpace so I, I wholeheartedly believe that had I non gone the route and had I not gone the route into television I would have gone the route of YouTube I would have gone those routes so now I look back and I'm like oh my gosh right. like and what and, was I thinking uh, I say what was I thinking but then <laughs> on the other other hand yeah. I know everything happens for a reason yeah. and I learned so much at NBC and I I you know have so many followers that started following me there and yeah. so you know it, it happens and YouTube will have it serve its own purpose for me you know wow I am uh I'm I'm uh I'm really blown away what, what are you saying Al wait a second Allison's uh-huh. You do your forecast when I'm on TV, but then afterwards you would do Facebook Live stuff, especially if there was some kind of crazy weather coming in. Right. Yeah. So, Allison, I don't know if everybody can hear this, but Allison's saying that besides, you would explain, you would explain mm-hmm. the weather. Yeah. Yeah. But nobody else was doing that. All right. Exactly. Well, I think that's been so purposeful. It's been something that's come natural to me. And she's saying that like you were using Facebook Live, I would so use people, Facebook. People, people would watch you on TV, yes. but then you you drive them over to social. Well, yeah, because I saw the value. You know, like I said earlier, researchers everywhere. You know, all these consultants, everyone that comes and they say weather's the number one thing that people tune in for to news. So then they come to weather and they go, "You have thirty seconds, go." And I never saw the the why in that if it's the number one reason people are coming then give the weather person a little longer or let me do a little more you know that might might help but you you have no control over that that's Mm -hmm. just how broadcast news works everywhere not just at NBC but just everywhere and that's kind of a weather person's complaint everywhere and and what I saw was all right I'll jump off and do online and talk about whatever I want because I had things to talk about and what I've learned in business since I was a very young age is that it's got to always be about the people. And so NBC or anybody can say, here's your job. Tell me the numbers. Tell me this. Tell me that. But if it's not about the people, if you don't delve deeper than that in your job, then you're not doing your job right. And it doesn't matter like what job you have. Um, All right. Let me ask yeah. you this question. Okay. Yeah. All right. And let me, I'll yeah. end with this, but let me hear your mm-hmm. thought on this. Sure. Okay. So you were a successful television personality mm-hmm. at a major market um, network affiliate. Sure. You have gone in your career in the last 10 months to being your own boss, Mm -hmm. to having more flexibility, to investing more time and energy into something that has much greater upside potential, your deodorant company. Um, And you still get the fulfillment of of communicating to your audience and doing the weather, which is something you've been passionate about since you're a little kid. Exactly. Okay. So let me ask you a question. Uh Hypothetical. Television station in San Diego calls. Mm Mm-hmm. And says, we love you. We think you're great. This person's contract expired and we want you to come be our weather person. Right. Okay. Um, And the money, let's just say, is less than what you were making, but Mm -hmm. not that much less, but it's a consistent paycheck. Yeah. Are you going back to work 
in an environment like that for a big company? Or are you now addicted to the adrenaline of being your own boss and the notion of going back to work for a big company like that and being somebody else's employee makes you want to throw up and you can't even possibly imagine it. You tell me, are you available to go back to work for a big company to be a meteorologist or are you gung-ho a hundred miles an hour? This is what I'm doing in my life for the foreseeable future. Gung-ho hundred percent going forward in my life. I can't sit back and say that if my family were broken, I needed it and I, I got a job offer. I've already had offers. I had plenty of offers right out the gate from other stations, but I knew that, you know, I had fulfilled that dream. I did. I worked for a good station. I was there already. I've done that. Everything launches me in the right direction. And once I sat back and I got on my computer and I made that first cup of coffee and sat there alone and was like, all right, I'm going to do my forecast for me right now. Um, made my own graphics, my own colors. I was like, hey, I can wear whatever I want, you know, can make, do my own video, be there the way I want to be, do a Facebook live in the middle of the day if I want and not be exhausted. It was done. I was like, this is my life and this is what I want. And with Level Up, that's just next level stuff. You know, we're, we're talking about me fulfilling a dream that has everything to do with my kids, that has everything to do with, I think, another real service that people need. And it allows me the opportunity to keep doing my passion. So, yeah, there's no going back right now. Oh, man. You ready to keep talking? Are you rejuvenated? Oh Are you excited? Well, <laughs> Let's go. You know, you're, you're striking a nerve with me right now. <laughs> yeah. You, know, you really are. I'm having a, a similar internal oh, I know. sort I bet. of I bet. thing going on We can have right like a now. 15-hour conversation because oh, I, I feel like I just started. Yeah, yeah, right. I know. And it's it's such a funny thing, too, to be in your 40s. Mm-hmm. Um, at least I am. Uh, yeah, me too. Yeah. I mean, to be in your 40s and to be thinking to yourself, you know... Um, I'm excited about starting new. Yeah. Well, you're in your 40s. You're young. You're a baby. We're babies. If you think about it, the way life goes now, we've got years and years to live. And people start brands that, that flourish. You said you're the, the the young kid that has the um, restaurants. You know, I mean, how many in three yeah, years? 21 If you think years. about it, we have no excuse now that we have the internet. You have no excuse at all not to be hugely successful if you're starting even in your 60s. People are coming out the gate now, swinging, and the only thing they all have in common is that they have the drive to do it. So right now the internet's separating the the weak people from the people who have the guts. And it sounds like you have the guts, so I'm on board. Knock it out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think that you've already shown that. Hell, you've got a following. You're good to go. So yeah. it's just a matter of getting it done, you yeah. know? And so I'm right there. I haven't had any major success right now, but I feel like I have because I'm my own boss. Yeah. I'm a really cool boss. I'm the nicest <laughs> boss I ever had. And so <laughs> we're good to go. <laughs> I know people say to me, how's it feel to be unemployed? I'm like, I don't feel unemployed. I <laughs> right? just don't feel unemployed yet. You know, I know we, I, I go every day. I, I drive to a studio. I mm-hmm. broadcast every day. I'm, I'm probably more active on social media yeah. than I've ever been because well, I'm promoting now, like crazy. Because it's a, it's yeah. a purpose of passion now, right? Yeah. Now you've got that flame. People, viewers will send me job openings. They're like, here, there's this job opening in Kansas. They're looking for a meteorologist. And I haven't been able to tell anybody about Level Up. I haven't been, and I'm like, oh, wait, no, I got a sponsor. You know, like, I don't, you know, I understandably, they don't know what that is. So I love everyone right now. They write me the nicest things. A lot of my viewers are like, Jody, there's an opening for, you know, a spokesperson at this company. And I'm like, oh, no, it's there's a big announcement coming soon. Don't worry about it. I'm good. <laughs> well, I guess we, yeah. we're the ones that get to announce you this. You totally did. Because to I had asked my husband, I'm like, is this where I just say what I'm doing? <laughs> and he's like, 
yeah, go. I'm like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, thank you for coming here to do this. Thank you. Secondly, congratulations. I mean, you know, we control our attitudes, right? Yeah. And you are an inspiration to hear about what happened to you and, and you know, how devastating that can be, but yeah. how quickly you dusted yourself off and all the amazing opportunities that have come your way because you, you're freed up and you're not, you know, anchored yeah. to that television station every day at that exact same time. So true. It, it's just, it's great to hear. And I, and again, I'm, I'm just looking to talk to more and more people who are trailblazing mm -hmm. from traditional to something completely new and different yeah. and not just in media, but I love hearing what you're talking about with level up because mm -hmm. that is something that people can understand that when they've got an idea, you know, how can you plant that seed and watch it manifest and then watch it become reality yeah. and you're like uh, just a step away. Reach from, out to people who have done it. Yeah. Reach out to people who have done it, you yeah. know. Yeah, it's called Level Up for Growing Boys, actually. So I do have to say that. That is cool. Because it is for growing boys, yeah. and it's it's amazing. Do you want to just promote anything, like in terms of the website or where people can learn more well, about Well, okay, this? so it's not up yet, and yeah. I'll make sure to tell everybody like on all of my platforms, and we'll do a launch. It'll be everything. I'll probably have some sort of launch party here soon, but it is called Level Up for Growing Boys. You know what you boys. should do? You should have like yeah. a whole bunch of like boys, like just with their <laughs> shirts off, putting on deodorant. <laughs> That's the one party. thing we don't have in our ads. That's the one thing we don't have in our ads. But it really is just a whole <laughs> momentum of building like better boys, you know, like just letting them know and building strong boys and, and boys that respect people and just a whole movement of this yeah. of this. And so it's gonna be so fun. So that's what I'll say for now. Um and maybe people can follow along if they aren't already, like on my Facebook or Instagram, because I'll be right on there live in about a, in a few more minutes. <laughs> uh, tell everybody your Instagram handle. Okay, so it's everything's Jody Kodish. So at Jody Kodish. So it's J O D I K O D E S H. And same thing on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash Jody Kodish. And um, same thing on Twitter. We're Jody Kodish. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> it is a pleasure to be with you. Thank it's you so, so much. It's so nice talking to you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Jody Kodish, thank you so much. You are. Incredible, inspirational, uh, and, and just living proof that whatever your problem is today, whatever your biggest problem is today, and I think I know what mine are today, like Jody, who 10 months later, her biggest problem is now her greatest reward. And I don't mean to sound so cosmic here, but I've talked about this in the past, the Chinese farmer. I, I love this. It's my, one of my favorite things. You can find it on YouTube if you've never seen it before, you know. Everything that goes wrong, you don't know if that could turn into everything that's going right. You never know the consequence of good fortune or misfortune. You just never know the consequence. The consequence for Jody of being taken off television could have been devastating, life-shattering. But instead, 10 months later, she's about to launch this deodorant company because her kid has B.O., and she's still doing her weather and getting all that fulfillment with her connection to her audience. And she's even getting the financial fulfillment because she has a sponsor that believes in her and what she does. And she didn't sell herself short. I really love that. Jody, thank you so much. And I always thank you just to finish up. Thank you again to our sponsors. Never more so important for you to please support these sponsors who are continuing to invest in what we do. And I tell all of our sponsors, wherever I am, that's where you are. You know, we should have been selling in radio a long ass time ago that if you sponsored the radio show, you were sponsoring the podcast as well. And you were also getting mentions in social media. We weren't selling that in radio. Now I am. 
So please, support these sponsors. Corky's Pest Control, 1-800-901-1102. Bonnie Mantell, Primus Family Law, PrimusFamilyLawGroup.com. Gary Cooper, Mountain Trust Mortgage and Realty Services, 858-376-1299. Hot Sauces and More. Hot Sauces, the letter N, more.com. If you want all the best for barbecue season, you can get on their website and order it from them. If you don't want to drive all the way to the Otay Ranch Town Center Mall, which from where I live is probably a good 55, 60 minutes south, still in San Diego County. Thank you to all of these great sponsors. Thank you to Jody. Uh, incredible interview. And thank you to my crew, Alex Padilla, who puts this together. Allison Ratzlaff, who books so many of these interviews and finds so many of these interviews. And to our entire team, uh, we thank you for listening and we'll talk to you next time.